Hey, it's Mike O'Neill and Lori Ruff, and, and we're, we're the LinkedIn, LinkedIn Rock Stars. <laughs> hey, we're happy to introduce uh, WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app. It's for, for iPhone and Android. So I on my iPhone and me it. on my Android. Yeah, yeah, we can. It, it solves the problem. It uh, does. It really does. Which hey, app are you going to use? Uh, is it just the current shows, or are you checking out the past episodes as well? Every past episode of Rock the World with LinkedIn and thousands of hours of other archive programming uh, is out there. You know, you can listen to webmasterradio.fm live whenever you like. Absolutely. And so you can download webmasterradio.fm mobile app on the iTunes store or on Google Play. We're rocking the world with LinkedIn. One show at a time. Join your fearless leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets. Chat with other LinkedIn gurus and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11 for your hosts, Mike and Lori. Clark, one of our good, good friends, works with Harvard Business Review and all over the place. You can find her on the web at, at Dory Clark. Hi there. Hi there. Okay, then. My daughter um, went to college, was going to be a doctor, fell mm-hmm. in love with research, so switched to a pure biology degree, mm-hmm. got out of college, wouldn't join LinkedIn until she found a job because she wasn't a professional yet. Um, found a job nine months later joined LinkedIn and she was employed as a researcher for one year and three days Mm -hmm. and got laid off oh man and not find another job until about a year ago Um, so she graduated in December of 2007 Mm -hmm. Um, so worked 2008 to 2009 and then last year in 2012 finally found another job in a research lab they had her there for two weeks and then had to they said they loved her but they had to let her go because they needed somebody who was not entry level and she'd been out of the lab for so long she was no she was back to entry level oh my god she had she was she was just heartbroken so she is in nursing school oh wow wow And, and I said, you know, you can, you can be a nurse, you can have nurses training and you can still find ways to work in research. There are a lot of nurses in research. So now see if I can stop destroying things around the, my desk. Um, now she's, she's leaning toward forensic nursing because the, 
Central Virginia community she, she lives in does not have a forensic nurse. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So she's reinventing herself um, as yes. so many people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I can, I can very much relate when I, you know, as I mentioned in the book, um, when I got my job as a reporter, you know, I was, I was pretty, pretty close to after I finished uh, graduate school and I was so excited, you know, I finally had landed this awesome job and it was just about a year into it that I, that I got laid off and uh, I very quickly realized that other reporting jobs were not going to manifest Storm themselves approaches. the entire industry within Friday, a July 27th. Right. Saturday, that, July that's what led me to, you know, the adventure of, of having to figure out a career. It's but, like money uh, in but yeah, a lot of, and a it's lot so of young easy people, to get. you just kind of get, get nipped in the bud places and, uh, you really have to Imagine improvise. having the stable of some of the world's thing. foremost money right. managers managing your yeah, money it's, for um, you. It's interesting, and though, Bud because you could win the chance to announce you, a second so round pick for your favorite team in the 2012 as a, as a NFL draft. Still found ways to follow your passion. I thought that was really, really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's for oh, me. I feel like it's almost. Anything. Emblematic of the modern economy a in a lot of ways, you know, it's both the, the good and TV the bad, which is that, um, you know, I am still doing right today the thing that I wanted to and intended to do 10 years ago, but the way that the economy has evolved. To answer uh, this, like the joke is that I'm doing it for no money. And I had to, I had to like invent a way, a circular way around it to make money good it, even though it's, uh, you know, it's not the direct way it comes. Like, like hmm, you. well, how do we I, like you know, kind of take a side well, or monetize it nonetheless? Right. I am doing the thing that I wanted to do, which is fun. Don't settle for a network that's second best. So do you have any rock stories, classic, what kind of, what kind of music do you love? <laughs> I like lesbian folk music. <laughs> oh, cool. Melissa Etheridge? I like I like Melissa Etheridge. The uh the, the bands that I really listen to the most today, um, they probably um they, they probably prefer a different label, like I don't know, pop rock or whatever, but I like I like Girly Man and I like Tegan and Sarah. That's probably who I listen to the most. Nice. I hadn't heard of Tegan and Sarah. It, they are let me tell you, they are big now. I was, I was just in Vegas. I got back late last night. It was, I went like from Bangkok to Vegas and then tried to get my circadian rhythms in alignment and then gave a talk yesterday morning at the National Association of Broadcasters Convention. Mm -hmm. And so this band, I've been following them like for 10 years. I saw them in like little clubs and all that. I'm walking down the strip and I see this huge billboard at the Cosmopolitan Hotel, and apparently they're giving a concert in like two days there. So it's very sad that my trip did not coincide, but they have gone big time, Lori. Wow, wow, yeah. There's a there's a duet that I that I love listening to. They've played in Colorado a lot on um, on who, who, the studio C on KBCO when they have the what's the question? Um, what's the name of that show? At KBCO Studio C. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, but there's a little town in in like Fort Collins or something. They have this little, um, I don't know. They have like a monthly thing there, and they have different bands in, and um, and these girls were were there, and I can't think of the name. 
but I, I, I love my, I found, I heard them there first and, and then started following them. Uh, but it's too early in the morning to be able to. <laughs> I went to a Katie Lang concert at, at Red Rocks with a buddy of mine. Ooh, that sounds nice. Red Rocks is quite yeah, a venue. My, my buddy, you know, we, we, Cal almost had to play the part. Um, to, to fit it, to fit in. Everyone told us we were such a good looking couple. And, <laughs> uh, you know, That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it was quite, it was, it was quite the show. I've seen Melissa, I don't know, 10 times perhaps got a whole slug of t-shirts in the other room. Oh <laughs> man. Out of a Melissa concert. Yeah, I got booted out of a Melissa, kicked out and had to sneak back in. <laughs> what did you do? Um, <clears throat> well, um, um, it's university of Southern Florida. Um, there mm-hmm. was my sister, who was, who was lesbian, and my uh, mom and dad at the show, and we had bad seats. And it's in the field house, so yeah. I got up to go get a beer, and I went down close. And That's I my spot down close, day, and yeah. I was just enjoying the show. I said, "I'm going to stay here no matter what." And the security guy kept saying, "Sure, you have to move. You have to move." And finally, he just grabbed me by my hand. Oh man! Uh, they threw me out the door. I still had a ticket in my pocket. Ah, good, good, good thing here. Now you can't come back in again. This is the days where they were scanning tickets and stuff. But I was right. sneak in through the smokers section. Like, ah. <laughs> it's a good thing it was an outdoor concert. I mean it. It was it was at least ten to one male female and and more much more so than any other place I'd ever seen. I mean more so than at Red Rocks or the film. <laughs> I've seen most of that. Wow, that is funny. Jeez. Well, I thought I was gone for quite a while getting that beer, but I just said I had a good seat down below. I <laughs> thought I'd stay down there. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, enterprising, an enterprising soul. Get back to where I was because I thought someone might see me and toss me out again. <laughs> I was just not listening. But uh, of course, oh, nothing's really get changed. To it. Hey, come to my window was on. And, and oh, yeah. Kind of gonna go anywhere oh boy all right so let's get this party started so we do um i'm gonna use your phone since i shut mine off skype wouldn't let me hang up the other phone so i just powered it down there's always a way around something where's your um tell me make sure all that you're not disturbed yeah i got my turn sorry what what politicians were you involved with i um I worked for Howard Dean. I was the uh, New Hampshire communications director uh, for for his presidential campaign. And then I also you know, consulted on a bunch of races. But the, the other big one besides uh, Dean was that I was the press secretary for Robert Reich, the former U.S. labor secretary, when he, he ran for Massachusetts governor. Yeah, we, we, we enjoy watching him on MSNBC. We watch yeah. We watch. I like Hardball um, a lot, but we watch. We watch Rachel and now uh, Chris. Chris. Uh, Chris up with Chris. <coughs> yeah, Chris. Uh, what's his name? Hayes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, um, I like Lawrence Mc, Lawrence McDonald. I mean, oh, O'Donnell. I mean, the whole bit. We miss Ed. We miss Ed. He's hasn't started his Saturday Sunday show yet. Right. Um, he was he was our favorite. We like that fighting for the American worker. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's great. Well, you know, I don't know if you ever watch uh, Melissa Harris Perry, who's on on the weekends, but I'm going to be on her show on Sunday. If you uh, if yes. you happen to tune in, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we'll 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 yes. set it up to record. We'll record it too. Yeah. Yeah, we we enjoy we her. Like her. When, She's cool. um, we thought she might get a show. To, uh, it was probably between her and. And Chris and maybe a couple others for who's going to fill that 
Alex Witt or Alex, um, whatever, Alex in that slot for a little bit. What a prime slot. I mean, I, 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 I that's dinner time for us. We watch whatever's on at 7 p.m. here at dinner with the family. Used to be it. Let's get to work. That's right. <laughs> He's here a lot. We have the Mayo Clinic here, and his wife is really sick. Mm. We think that might be why he why the move the move happened. His his wife's been at Mayo a lot. Oh, interesting. Yep. So, yeah. how did you get involved in politics? I how did I get involved in it? Well, you know, I when I was in college somehow managed to talk my way onto the board of directors of a national political organization called the Gay and Lesbian Victory Fund. And uh, they support openly gay candidates. And, you know, I mean, really, they were looking for, like, wealthy people who could give a lot of money to them. But somehow I, I managed to persuade them that what they really needed on their board was a college student, <laughs> which is completely untrue. Right. <laughs> so uh, they let no, me on the board. That makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. you know. So they let me on the board. And um, I just, uh, you know, felt guilty, basically, uh, because I didn't have tens of thousands of dollars to give. And so I started, as a result, volunteering for a lot of the candidates that they had endorsed. And that was that was actually really great because it, it meant that I um, learned a lot on the grassroots level about, uh, about working on campaigns. I made a lot of connections with people. And so after I finished grad school, I spent a summer as a campaign manager for a state rep race. And uh, that was actually the thing that I did before I got my journalism job that I then got paid off from. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I just got plugged in and I began to basically know small communities. So I began to know, like, everybody in Massachusetts politics. And that, that kind of got me going and got me enough connections that I was able to get political jobs later on. It's time to go <laughs> and thank our sponsors. And we're going to be right back. Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link-builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding... Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Ah! Inbox on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on webmasterradio.fm. In the book and stuff, when, you, when you're talking about reinventing you and defining your brand and all that, I, I remember I, I was a very non-traditional student. I started college on an early admissions program, and then I went to a four-year institution and didn't finish on and off classes here and there for 20 years and then finally went back to school and finished my degree. Oh, and, wow. And then, yeah. So, yeah. A long, lifelong learning. I don't think that's what they had in mind. But, <laughs> but when I went to my last four-year institution, Pfeiffer University in, in little bitty Meisenheimer, North Carolina, um, some of the other people in my class has political science degree and some of the other people in my class really wanted to be journalists. Mm-hmm. And so this is, you know, we graduated in 2007 and, you know, when, when, when people have that kind of a passion and the whole world has tipped up on its head, how do you, how do you, what do you say to kids that want to be journalists now on, on what they need to do to prepare to make a living? Oh, it's, it's really brutal for anyone that wants to be a journalist. Um, in all honesty, I would say that I, first of all, sadly, I don't think that journalism school is that good of an investment. Uh, that's the first thing, just, you know, av- avoiding, if at all possible, uh, going $100,000 into debt is <laughs> probably yeah. the, the first step. Um, my, my actual, uh, you know, earth, earth-shaking million-dollar idea is that journalism school and business school should merge. I, that's I think a great idea. That would be like the awesomest combination because Mar- I, I wrote a piece for Forbes a while ago saying that uh, that all marketers must become journalists now. And, you know, the, the skills of journalism, the ability to tell stories, the ability to write well, I mean, that is more valuable than ever. But unfortunately, just the, the context in which it's applied has changed. And, you know, the, the New York Times is, you know, it's, it's not hiring. No one's hiring. And people are fighting to the death for positions. And, and so if you really love it, if it's really your passion, and you feel okay going in, knowing the prospect is that you're going to have a bloodbath for the entirety of your career fighting for the five jobs that are available, then, you know, God bless you, go for it. But uh, for everybody else, I would say, 
um, the opportunities to write as an avocation are greater than ever. And uh, feel free to do it, but um, it's really hard to, to count on there being uh, a, a job that will pay you full-time to be a reporter. But yeah, if, if journalism school and business school were to get together, um, I, I think it would teach journalists how to monetize what they do, and it would teach uh, aspiring business leaders to know how to draw people in and build narratives and build stories and make them a lot more persuasive. So I think they could really uh, benefit from learning from each other. I'd roll blogger school into that as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know this is this is going to be this is going to be a winning program. <laughs> yeah, if if the right people well, are listening. Yeah, how how to how to monetize these uh, these areas that are become um, you know basically an outlet for your passion. Um, you know, if you can fi find a way to make that work um, to to cover your basic skills and then everything else is gravy on top of it. You know, the concert tickets on top of it and the, the trips mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Making your nut doing something that you love and then everything else being gravy is a, is a, is a different way to look at things. And I, it's entirely possible. I believe. Yeah. You know, the reason I, I got the degree in political science, I, I was trying to finish my degree in business and I was, uh, when my daughter started back to college, I thought, okay, here's my opportunity. I need to just get it done. And I sat down at the local community college and asked, what's it going to take to finally get my two-year degree? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, you don't have very many credits that apply to business. And I said, well, they're all liberal arts stuff. I mean, how could English and all these other things not apply? And she said, well, that's liberal arts. That's not business. <laughs> and when she said those words, I, 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 my jaw hit the floor and her desk <laughs> on the way down. I said, it's what? And, and honestly, it would have taken me two, almost two years, three and a half semesters mm. at a community college to get a two-year degree. But if I took a liberal arts degree, I only had three classes left. Oh, my gosh. And I said, well, I'll take liberal arts then. And she said, what do you want to major in? And I said, are you freaking kidding me? I've got another decision to make. <laughs> so, the fork in the road was a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was right? a year and, and a half ago. But how, how do you not teach business students how to write and, you know, sciences and, and all those that, you know, general knowledge of just how the world around you works? I mean, no wonder people come out of business school acting like jerks. I was in engineering school and we had one writing class. But that's yeah, more than – and I was, I was an industrial engineer the other engineers didn't have any we had the one <laughs> isn't that scary i mean how do you get out of a four-year degree not knowing how to write it's oh, such it's an integral part hey it was it was interesting though in the writing class that that, that us engineers did take industrial engineers it was called engineering communications <laughs> we learned how to do meeting minutes that was the big thing yeah. <laughs> oh how to yeah. how to send a memo? That yeah. was a big deal. I mean, I tell you, if I, I I got more out of that class than I did out of just about anything else, and it seems like crayons and paper now. It talking still about it. seems like but crayons and paper. That that class and music <laughs> appreciation class in high school and physics of stereos and sound in college were the three the three best classes I ever oh, took. Oh, that brings up a question. So, Dory, what are you passionate about aside from lesbian folk music and journalism? <laughs> and, and then how do you wrap that into your daily routine or your, you know, I get to do this every now and then because I, I have this self-directed life. 
Mm. Well, uh, ju just to further the stereotype even more, the thing I really love, Lori, is cats. <laughs> we have a cat. We love cats. You would love Claude. <laughs> Tell me about cats. Well, you know, I'm uh, w one of the big things that I try to advocate for people in terms of building their personal brand and, you know, particularly if they want to, uh, you know, to reinvent themselves professionally. I think one of the best ways to do it where they're kind of taking a test drive and they don't have to, you know, uproot their life is to get involved with charitable organizations because, nice. you know, it's, it's just the best way to network, to meet new people, to broaden your circles, and also to have the opportunity to build new skills on someone else's dime. You know, you're volunteering, so you can you can try new things, you can be adventurous if you want to learn about media relations or about budgeting or about, you know, social media or whatever it is, you can yes. volunteer and just go for it. And, you know, no one's going to say no because you're doing it for free. And so, you know, I love that. And so one of the charitable organizations that I'm involved in uh, here in Boston is called the Massachusetts Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, which is the, uh, the second oldest uh, animal welfare organization in the U.S. And uh, that is where I got my, uh, my kitty from. And so I just, you know, I think animals are the absolute best. And so that's one of the places where I like to uh, devote my uh, charitable time. And I feel like on a professional level it's worthwhile, but especially on a personal level because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a real softie for animals. <laughs> what I saw a lady in a turban looking at her future telling devices and she said ma'am you shouldn't be here the time isn't right for you you should have known before coming around time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you more from rock the world with LinkedIn when we return that was on my way to an alpha state And climbing up the ladder to the spheres. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Time now for another exciting episode of Ace of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algorithm. <laughs> That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. My name is Jim Gray, and I am a judge of the Superior Court in California. 
Did you know that since the federal government first banned marijuana in 1937, that usage in this country has gone up by about 4,000%? Or that an American is arrested on marijuana charges every 38 seconds? If you are wondering if any of this makes sense, you are not alone. To find out more, contact the Marijuana Policy Project at 1-877-JOIN-MPP or visit them on the web at mpp.org. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. On demand anytime inside the entertainment channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on webmasterradio.fm. Wow, this has been so good. Let's get in on the last part of Lori and Dory talking about reinventing you. Here we go. I got a lot of the finance and budgeting uh, experience that I got was from serving on boards in the local community. Um, It was more of an education than I thought I wanted. But then when I started my MBA classes and sat down and took the finance things, all the things that I had learned on the board really served me well in taking the classes because I already had that practical application with with somebody who knew what he was doing, thank God, sitting down and walking <laughs> me through what I should be doing and why. Um, so that was that that's that's some of the best advice I've ever heard. So what what's coming up in the future for Dory Clark? Ah, well, you know, there's there's all kinds of great things. Uh, I you know, looking out a little bit in the future, one thing that I'm excited about in June, I'm going to be heading to California, and I'm going to be doing an authors at Google talk. So I uh, I get to visit the much vaunted Googleplex and uh, and talk about my book Reinventing You. So uh, that'll be very exciting. And and over you know, we're right in the thick of my uh, book launch right now for. Uh, for reinventing you. So um, uh, in, a, in a few weeks, I'm heading to DC and I'm going to be giving a talk to the uh, Princeton and Wharton clubs. And uh, this very weekend, I have a book launch party in New York City. So uh, basically traversing the globe, trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to uh, you know, sell, uh, sell copies and, uh, and do all that author stuff. Uh, right. So it's, it's very exciting to, to be able to you know, be on, on your program and, and talk with your listeners, Lori. That, that's cool. And, and if nobody has yet, they need to Google you because you've got some really great content out there. Everything I've read that's got the, a Dory Clark byline has been amazing. And I love the videos that you do um, when you're talking about, um, you know, like the social media videos that you, that you've done um, when you're talking, Talk about other people's ideas and books, and you kind of break it down. It's it makes so much sense listening to the way that you describe things. I've had I've had mentoring, and when I saw the, the went through the mentoring part of the book, it hit really close to home because I was mentored at a by well Brad Feld, who's one of the big venture capital folks in, in mm-hmm. Boulder, and um, I got it. I got a month. Uh, an hour a month with him for six months. And I, and now I put oh, wow. a dollar value on that. I'm going like, wow, what a great mentoring program that was. Didn't cost me a dime. And I got in on that. And that's someone takes you under their arm. They just, there's something about you that they either like or that they're committed to. 
That's fabulous. I think I was charity, actually, because he donated, probably wrote off on yeah. his taxes that time so that, you know, it would be most appropriate. But I was the recipient winner. So, hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And just, just so you know, actually, I guess, you know, the, to the extent of love that uh, that he showed you, um, you're actually not not allowed on your taxes uh, to, to write off uh, time donations. It's, it's only uh, when you give you know, physical goods. So anytime that I've done something where it's like, you know, um, for a charity or, or something, oh, you know, I'll do a, you know, a, a consulting session or a half day this or, or whatever. If it's time that you're volunteering, uh, it, it just, it comes out of your pocket rather than anything that you can write off. Nice. Well, and you do it, you do it for all the right reasons. The biggest thing I exactly. learned after, after six meetings was get a book called Franchising for Dummies. Mm. <laughs> The big thing, because we were looking at taking the business national, and, and he said, do that. And it's like, boy, if I, that's good advice. I was, what else you got? Mike is learning to read uh, books that don't have pictures. But, you know, this is this is what happens to an ADHD society is, you know, give me things that in bite sized pieces that I can consume and understand and then feed me the next piece and share. And yeah. Share. And share. And, you know, that comes back to your book, too, because it's it's it was very there were very quick hitting things. And the way that you tell the story was so engaging that it kept my attention. And, and I honestly um, brought it to bed with me one night and I was, I was reading in bed and Mike turned over and, you know, I thought, Oh, I should probably shut off the light soon. And I turned over and looked at the clock and it was four twenty-five in the morning. <laughs> so thank you for that. Oh my goodness. Beautiful <laughs> she was lovely the next day. Yeah. It was a little bit cranky, <laughs> but, uh, but it was worth it. It was, it was, I just, I couldn't put it down. You know, it, it just took me from one thought to the next, to the next. And it, it's very, very engaging and so I love that you've given this show it, it's you know invest in, in a, a broader education not a journalism or a business education find mentors volunteer for experience all of those things I, I think if people go back and listen to the show again and and write those key points down throughout that that there's a recipe for life okay. including the including the music <laughs> that's right you gotta you gotta rock out while you're doing it otherwise what's the point <laughs> exactly so a guy called this morning and said you know i'd like to see how we could partner together and evidently he was looking at our website and he, he goes by the way is are you in an eagle shirt too and i knew exactly what he was talking about as soon as he said it, i said well yeah mike's wearing the white one i got a blue one on and he said well did you see the 94 and he got all excited talked to me about the eagles I, we, we were sold that was it. That's all I needed to hear was that he was a avid Eagles fan, and, and then we the had question was, How many times did you see the Eagles in that Completely changes the. I saw them four times with four separate dates, <laughs> three and one. They 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 uh, they came out of the Hell Freezes Over tour. Exactly. That says enough. Yeah. <laughs> and he he's quite the player. One of our good good friends works with Harvard Business Review and all over the place. You can find her on the web again at, at Dory Clark. Um, on Twitter and at DoryClark.com, D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K. So anyway, well, thank you, Dory, very much. Um, how can people oh, find you? Well, thanks so much, Lori. Um, I'm 
My website is doryclark.com, which is D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K. I'm also on Twitter, at Dory Clark. And uh, I look forward to, to connecting with folks. And as you mentioned, my book is called Reinventing You, and it is available uh, online from Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and myriad other real-world booksellers as well. Lovely, lovely. Well, thanks so much for being on Rock awesome, World with Dory. LinkedIn. Wow, that was amazing. Dory Clark, one of our good, good friends, works with Harvard Business Review and all over the place. You can find her on the web again at, at Dory Clark um, on Twitter and at DoryClark.com, D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K. So this has been an amazing Rock the World with LinkedIn special episode with good friends. This is what happens when you get friends together. They just just can't stop. I'm sorry. It was great. But pick us up every week on webmasterradio.fm, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 Pacific. And hey, pick up the webmasterradio.fm app so you don't miss any cool shows like this one. Take us away, Brasco. See you guys next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.